Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Back to the Root podcast, the root. where we discuss urban culture. We challenge our generation with thought-provoking topics. And we stay rooted in truth to, to grow, grow our, our expression. expression. Yo, mi familia. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone is having an amazing day so far. We're back to Back to the Root. It's your boy, Brian G. And Ben Vasquez. What's up? Boom. We're back with another episode. Hope you guys are excited. If this is your first time with us, welcome. We, we treat people like family here. So you're already family. So if you come over to the dinner table, you already treat, know the big brothers. Yeah, he said we treat you like family. Mark's Pizzeria. <laughs> That's all I heard when you said that. Yeah, <laughs> no lie. Now, you oh want, now I want pizza. Yo, yo. We got that sponsor. Yo, Mark's Pizza. Just go Thank and get there. Make sure you let them know that Brian G and Ben V uh, brought you there. You know what I'm saying? You get 20% discount on all straws. All straws. Oh, straws. Bendy. Now, just playing. <laughs> so, like I say, if it's your first time, guys, welcome. If you guys have been here before, welcome back. And so, we got another banger for you guys. But let's go ahead and just jump right into this real quick. So, I want to start out like the last episode we started with the question. I want to start with the question again. Now, it got me thinking for this week. Do you feel that you are holy? I think, for me, man, like, that's a deep question to ask. Like, it's something to really ponder in my mind. I feel like um, as soon as I think of the word holy, I think of like standards or expectations maybe even, um, just maybe rules and regulations and um, a f- even a fear a little bit kind of comes out in that of like, man, I know God tells us to be holy, right? And he is holy, right? Matter of fact, there's a verse, right? We can... It, it, Probably most people know this verse or quoted it in some kind of way in their life. Uh, but let's just read it really quick. It's First uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, 15 through 16. It says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written. You got to be careful. Whenever they say the for it is written stuff in the Bible, he's about to say something serious. Bars. Be holy because I am holy. Boom. Mic drop. Whoa. If Eminem was in a battle, he would have lost because that's, right. that's just that's Ooh, just Eminem. that's just that's a mic crazy. drop. And I feel like yeah, um, going in with this question, you know, do you feel like you're holy? I feel like I've been at this place with God where, like, throughout my years of following Him, whenever I worship or like I've been at a good service or like I feel like I'm spending time with God, I feel holy. In those moments, right? Like, I feel like it just feels good. Um, but I want to say something like, holy, being holy is not an emotion, right? Like, it's not, mm. it's not, it's a commandment. Like, God told us to be holy. It's not an emotion. And so I've, I've had to learn, I think, in my walk with the Lord over time, when I feel like I'm being holy and when I'm actually understanding what God's asking me to do to be holy. And, and, in simple definition, in Ben Vasquez's definition, to me, to, to be holy is the process of pursuing God and putting away anything that distracts you from relationship with him. Putting away anything that will try to compromise your desire for the Lord, your desire to build with God. And today, you know, as we talk about holiness, 
we're going to be talking about sexual immorality. That's a big one. And uh, it's something that most people deal with in their life. Like, there's very few people that can keep their V card all the way. You know, v, a V card is like a rare Pokemon card. That's Ooh, like Charizard. Yeah, like the well, like the craziest Charizard. Like, I, I don't even know. I know Pokemon cards have been getting really um, famous again lately. People are guys like trying to sell them for like, you know, twenty G's or whatever, eighteen thousand yeah, bucks. Nah, crazy I, I, stuff. I, I don't like it that much. Nah. <laughs> but yeah. Very few people actually hold their V card, their virginity, all the way till they get married, right? Which is we're Christians, we're Bible believing Christians, and we believe that is the way you stay sanctified. That is a part of holiness between your desire and relationship with the with the Lord is to remain abstinent from sex until marriage. And so I want to share a bit of my testimony is sadly I did I I did not keep the value of my V card. So my V card you ben? What? <laughs> yeah, no my, my V card was lost. It was lost a, a while a long time ago and I could never find it again. <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. I lost it. But um I'll tell you this, when I chose to really follow the Lord and I accepted my call to become a missionary and go to Asia, um, I want to proudly say that that day that I walked into Bible school, that day that I really felt God called me to first desire him more than anything, and he called me also to serve people, I totally uh, put that away. And to me, that was one step in my choice to be holy, like he asked us to be. And I can probably say now, I mean, what today is 2020, right? And so from that time, which it was uh, 2009, 2008, all the way until now, I've been able to maintain that. I'm still not married. I'm single. Single and ready, ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. And so, and this is not, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to brag on myself or anything like that. I'm, I am proud and believing that the Lord, you know, excited that the Lord really gave me the strength to stay strong in this area. But um, I have not compromised myself with, you know, sexual immorality in that way. You know, all these years, you know, I've been, I've not had sex with any women. I've not done that. I've kept myself pure and holy before God in this way. And a lot of people don't believe that, <laughs> especially <laughs> homies that I'll hang out with. And they'd be like, bro, are you gay? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. they're like, you might have another sin that you're hiding. <laughs> and it's right. like, nah, nah, son, listen. The closet sin right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh and so... Gosh. <laughs> I'm still on this whole V card Pokemon thing. Like, is my V card in the closet? No. <laughs> okay, where is it? I don't it? got that Pokemon uh, yet. Pikachu, no. you know. No, it's not. Right. And so, um, here's the deal. I just want to share this uh, particular story um, because, again, some people have mocked me or persecuted me or questioned Ben uh, about about this. But I want to say that. I give all glory to God that I've had the strength to do that. I'm not saying I had some close call, didn't have any close calls or people tempt me or, you know, women come my way that, you know, I, I could have chose to fall, right? Because um, that definitely happened. I had temptation many years. I had certain things happen that were, it could have, if could have gotten, you know, just one bad decision in an instant could have changed everything. Um, but the Lord kept me. And uh, 
while I was doing ministry in Asia, uh, I, I, I was able and had the privilege to disciple someone who's a very key influencer in Asia, a top break dancer, like world top break dancer. He's, he's representing his country and several other countries, like Olympic level uh, pro- professional athlete. And if you don't know, now you know, being a professional break dancer is kind of like being a rock star because you travel country to country, you're, you're in full competition, you win that competition, and then that, you know, people want to be your fans, they want your autograph, you got girls coming at you left and right. And uh, this was a guy who the Lord asked me to disciple who really liked girls. He liked, you know, he, he took all the attention being on stage, and uh, then... God took his, you know, really took his heart. And this dude, actually, I didn't find out till like later, like a few months in that he would actually come to church, my church, you know, our church with us, and then he'd have sex after. <laughs> and oh I my did, like, I didn't know. Like, he was, because he lived in another city, right? And so he would come to my city on the weekends and, you know, um, and I didn't know because he came from two hours away where the city was, right? So he would come and afterwards he would go out and chill with the boys and, you know, whatever. I don't know if they went to the club, whatever they did. But, like, he, he was a new believer, right? So he just got saved. Yeah. And But I realized he was, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying at this hotel. <laughs> I'm staying at that hotel. And I was like, yo, you could just stay at my house. Like, there's an extra room and all that. He's like, nah, man, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to stay at this hotel. Yeah, and he's the, like, all the these whole time, like, yeah, <laughs> he was actually hooking up with girls. And so... Oh, I was like, oh, that's that's what you're doing. And so here's the deal. At church, I share my story and I'm talking one on one with this kid. And I say, I haven't at that time. It was like I hadn't had sex in 10 or 11 years, whatever, with a girl. And like, period. <laughs> I got to <laughs> I didn't have sex. And he he said, nah, you lying. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm serious. And he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, well, the Lord, the Lord has given me the strength. And because he asked me to be holy, I'm obeying that. And it's possible. And he said, bro, check this out. He's like, the other day, the other day, the other time I was at your house, he's like, I went, you know, I slept with a girl actually after church was done. And I Googled, should Christians have sex? And Google told me that I should get married first. And I was like, really? And he's like, so then I felt bad. And he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. Wow. And just like that. And it's such a simple, and he didn't. He maintained himself. He ended up getting married. He's the first of like out of all his crew and like out of all the other influencers around, he's the first to get married. And um, now he's got a beautiful baby daughter. And, uh, but he told me, he credited that. And he said, he's like, if he said something that shaped, that really, uh, you know, moved me, he said, if Ben can do it, so can I. Wow. And so, I mean, it made me feel even more pressure. It's like, now I, you know, I really got to keep that thing going, you know, keep that record. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, it's the Lord anyways. But I, I just wanted to share that with you um, because it's real, because it is possible. And, um, you know, we can control our urges. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control, right? And self-control, I think, really pairs very much so with being able to obtain a certain place of holiness with the Lord. Now, I don't get me wrong, you you mess up in other ways, you could have other struggles, other battles, but you I do believe that you can become victorious over anything that you feel would distract you from the holiness of God. Amen. Yeah, guys. Uh like what like Ben was saying, 
this is real stuff. You know, we don't want to sugarcoat anything for you, you know. Ben has lost his he he lost his Charizard, but then he he tried to get it back again. So, so and then he found it again, <laughs> and now he he hides the Charizard. Not in a closet though. He doesn't hide it in a closet. But he it's in my it. wallet. <laughs> no, I it's don't in know his wallet. <laughs> but all jokes aside, guys, I think honestly, Ben, that's that's such a powerful testimony. I know you and I have talked about it before, but every single time I hear it, mm-hmm. it goes to show be like everyone out there because I'm married. I've been married for four years, and I praise God uh, for my marriage with my wife. A God-fearing woman and just, you know, I thank God. But there's people out there who don't have a significant other. They just don't. And then they're walking through this world, like, either having sex or, like, just trying to abstain. But then they're going to other stuff. Because how many people know as believers um, or even as non-believers, it'd be like, if if you can't find sex, and and let's be honest, you're horny, what what are you going to do? You're going to look for other stuff like pornography, Mm -hmm. you know, masturbation, anything like that. And so stuff like that, that there's outlets to other um, things that make you unholy besides sexual morality. So it all starts with how can, how can we be holy, you know? And and in in Ben's case, um, the Lord told him to not have sex before marriage. Mm -hmm. And then what did Ben do? Even though it was hard, Ben has continually fought that good fight. And to this day, and now he is still kept his way with Christ and God has blessed him and God has blessed so many different people, even though, and we're not saying it's easy. It's, it's not, trust me, 100%. The walk of God is not an easy walk, but it's a walk that's worth it. Guys, Amen. I want to tell you that hundred percent, like I, throwing all religion, everything aside, it's, it's not like a hunky dory. Everything's all good and all great all the time. That's not how it is. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it's a struggle. But guess what? God made it all worth it when he died on the cross for our sins to make a new way so that we can be connected with him again. Amen. That's the best gift God uh, that's the best gift God could have ever given to us. Right. And for that, why shouldn't we want to desire to be holy like him when he gave his only son so that he can be with us again? Imagine that. He loved us so much that he gave his only son so that he can be with us again. I think that's the greatest love out there. even more than sex, even more than the love of money, anything like that. Going off a little bit of topic, so I'm going to try to reel back in real quick. And I want to to talk about a little bit about what does the Bible say about sexual immorality? So Mm. I'm going to go first. Um, For those of you who do have a Bible, if you don't, you can always Google it. Um, First uh, Bible verse I want to talk about is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, uh, where it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of heaven? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral nor adulterers, nor um, idolaters, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, uh, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, there's a lot to go on in that verse completely. And I bet you um, Ben and I will probably talk about in other t- in other podcasts different topics in here because probably a lot of people are just like, whoa, what about that one? We're going to stick on the sexual moral right now because I know the other stuff we can we can hop on on different uh, different episodes. But it says right there, the sexual immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because when you're with God, we are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And God has made sex to be holy, holy and blameless in his eyes. So what does that mean? Sex is for a married man and a married woman. So mm-hmm. when they come together, honestly, that's, that's the kind of, I don't know um, if Ben agrees, I feel like that's a kind of praise to God. Because in it's that an sense, offering. It's an offering. It's an offering. Before God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's an offering before God that we are praising and we are worshiping. I know some couples that uh, my wife and I never did this. I mean, if you guys do it, if you guys feel the Lord in it, that's fine. I know some couples oh, that have spoken in tongues while they have sex. Oh my I, God. I, <laughs> I know you like, like, something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> 
I mean, hey, you know, if the sex is that good, you got someone speaking <laughs> in tongues. I mean, my, my, you oh didn't, my God. I guess God's a, you're, you're the anointed one. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if you guys want to do that, by all means, if you're feeling the Lord, my wife and I did not feel that uh, for that. But if you guys want to do it, that's cool. But just to note that it is an offering to God to know that it's a holy union between a man and a woman. Yeah. And so just uh, another verse uh, before we get into another question is that M Matthew 15, uh, 9, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false witness, and slander. So another thing as well, in Matthew, it talks about that out of the heart comes evil thoughts. And what's in the evil, those evil thoughts? Sexual morality. Another verse says, Acts 15, both 20 and 29 both say the same thing, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from... Um, what has been strangled and from blood. And so basically in that sense, um, writing to different churches are saying that, listen, try to abstain from the sexual morality. Why? Because sex should be holy in front of God's eyes. It shouldn't be um, demented like it has been. Because now anytime, you know, you see people always having sex, you know, here and there. I'm, I'm sorry to say that I did not wait for marriage to have sex. I had sex before marriage as well, you know, and I, I messed up and I really wanted to make sure that... Um, I want to live holy and righteous in God's eyes because at, even if th not through biblical, but even through a psychological thing, every single time you have sex with someone, you leave a part of a part of you in that person. And so it's a sense where um, that's the reason why God says sex is meant for one man and one woman because there's a whole nother spiritual um, fight when you, whenever you have sex with multiple, multiple different people. And, and, and there's like a spiritual connection every single time that's left when you do that. And mm -hmm. so that uh, th that's why God is so so keen on saying for one man and one woman to yeah, be blessed good. together and so and that comes to another question why can't we have sex before marriage and i think i hit on that already it's because that god meant sex for marriage because sex outside of marriage is unholy it's a gift yeah it's like you're trying to open a gift too early uh, you're not supposed to it ain't christmas time yet <laughs> <laughs> it ain't christmas <laughs> it's true it's like god has meant this precious gift for that, for that day that the Holy Union is, and now you're trying to get into that gift beforehand, and now it happens is where if you have sex with multiple people, and when you finally meet that right person, you already know that gift's already opened. It's unwrapped. Right. And it's already been played around with and all that stuff, and it, it comes to a sense. It's no longer special. And so obviously, yes, um, God can redeem anything. You know, if you come and you are uh, fully repented of your sins um, and the ways that you did before with sex or anything like that, God can come and forgive you. He can make you new. And then when you go into that new union, you know, the Lord can bless in that sense. But that's why the Lord is so, is so pushing. You see it all over the Bible to, to stay away, flee, flee from sexual immorality. Even Joseph in the Old Testament, uh, Potiphar's wife was trying to get him. Yo, yeah, <laughs> Potiphar's she was wife trying wanted, to get him. <laughs> yo, Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph. What did Joseph do? He ran and he, he, he left. He was thrown in jail, but then after that, what happened? God blessed him so much that he became the right hand of Pharaoh. And so in that sense, the Lord will bless you. So don't, and for people out there who have had sex before, I'm not condemning you. I want you to know, Ben and I, we, we lost our virginity before sex, so we're not here to condemn uh, um, before marriage. We're not here to condemn anyone. We're here to say that there is a hope in Jesus. We're here to say that God yeah. makes new creation, so he can make you new. So don't, uh, don't ever feel like we're pushing you down. No, no, we're trying to lift you up and say, listen, through Christ, you are new creation. But for people out there who haven't had sex yet and people are making fun of you or people are saying, oh, man, come on, it's everything that man or woman, oh, come on, it's everything that, um, that the kids are doing and everything like that. Do not listen to them because it's so special and God will bless you and honor you for keeping that for the day of marriage. Yeah, good.
And so living holy lives means we give up on our own understanding on how we live to live like Christ. Yeah. Why? Because, And why would we live holy lives? It's our desire. It's our desire to be like Christ. If we don't have that desire, we're never going to want to live holy. Mm. If I don't have that desire, why am I going to ever want to live like Christ? I mean, like, shoot, I just keep on having sex and I'll do this and that. No, no. That desire to live like Christ will be the key so that we can live in that holy life with God because he is our righteousness. And the word of God says when we um, accept the Lord into our life, he lives in us. Now he is with us. Once you accept him into your life, he is with us. And so is holiness obtainable? Yes, because the Holy One lives inside of us. Yep. And so what does that We're look like? We're righteousness, daily? yeah, through Jesus. Exactly. Man. So in that sense, to die daily to our flesh so that we can increase in him, so we can increase in holiness. And so we must choose God to live holy lives. To live holy lives is pleasing to God. Yeah. That's so good, man. And what you were saying, um, let I just felt this to say, like, let holiness be your motivator to desire God, not your discourager, right? You could, you know, you can have your holiness be kind of your standard, be your weight, you know, if you want to call it that, to like kind of measuring where you're at with God, right? And you could feel condemnation, man, right? You could feel like, man, I'm not holy, or I messed up, or I slipped, whatever. Don't don't let condemnation come in to make holiness your discourager. Instead, let holiness be your motivator. When, you know what I'm saying? It motivates me more when I can wake up another day and say, Lord, I'm still going strong with this you know, not not sleeping with the girls and stuff. Lord, Lord, I'm I'm growing. I'm getting better at this issue or that thing. Right? Like we've got to celebrate Amen. our wins and our victories. That's right. And let like let holiness be your motivator. Amen. That's really good, man. So good. Yeah, that's good, man. Thanks for sharing, man. Brian. You was really going in, dude, and I just feel like that was anointed. And um, you know, for me, like yeah, it just it was just encouraging. And so, yeah, let's uh, let's do the challenge, right? There's always a challenge that we want to throw out challenge, there. Challenge, and, um, challenge, challenge. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> get like good. a cool sound or something to throw there. We do definitely have to have the rock but, do uh, it. Something crazy, or Kevin Hart, I don't know. Yo, Kevin. Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should get. I just oh, find man, a voice funny. sample. Um, but yeah, our challenge of the week is first. I want to ask you this question to go into it, but think. I want you to ask the Lord, um, what what things are distracting me from holiness? What are some of the things that are kind of distracting me from being holy? And then what I want you to do is find somebody this week, like someone you could be accountable to, friend, family member, whatever, and you can write a list of some of the things that you want to try to put away and then have them help you support you not just have someone to call you and be like hey did you did you not do that this week but like really have someone there because like i said let it be a motivator to you so ask the lord yeah what can i do this week to you know put away whatever discourages me from holiness and then have someone check up on you and support you in that because uh, for me this week i, I even started uh, stopped listening to a lot of secular rap and I just felt like it just, it's, it's not making me feel good. And it's not, it's just, it made me feel off. And the Lord even told me, he's like, just put that away right now. 
And am I still holy if I still listen to it? I'm holy because of Jesus. But it's something that is motivating me to go further with the Lord. And so, yeah, I hope you are blessed by that. Yeah, man, just to go deeper. And we encourage everyone, like I said, to go deeper. Um, and that's why we do these uh, podcasts, these episodes. And so then I thought that was really good, man. And just really a motivator. And guys, think about it like that, because I thought that was really good. And I want to highlight again, let holiness be a motivator to be better. Yeah. To dig in deeper with God and to just, you know, give him all the glory and honor. You know what I'm saying? And so, guys, again, if you made it to the end, you guys are the true heroes. Come on. I hope you guys be blessed. And as always, stay rooted. And keep growing. Peace. Boom.